Forbidden Love is a Centre for Stories project dedicated to love in all its forms. Four storytellers worked alongside story trainer Sukjit Kaur Khalsa to perform their stories for a series of live events. This event was held on Valentine's Day in 2021. Whether it's waiting at a bar for an hour to meet your next Tinder date or putting up with your partner's questionable taste in music, love makes us do strange and wonderful things. So let's celebrate love by listening to love stories. Nadia Heisler moved to Australia 10 years ago. In that time, she worked extremely hard to make a life for herself. And then she met a boy. Nadia's story is called I Did It For Love. Please note this story has a trigger warning for themes of abortion. So 10 years ago, when I first came to Australia, I had no money, no friends, no family, pretty much no English. Um, I came here with uh, many dreams, but only one goal, to succeed. So I promised myself that no matter what, I wouldn't fail. One thing I did have, though, I had a boyfriend, because on my very first night in Perth, I met a guy from New Zealand, and he wasn't really a great guy, and he wasn't handsome, and he wasn't funny. <laughs> um, but we started talking, and very quickly, we became boyfriend and girlfriend. And in my mind back then, he was all I had, so that would have to do. A lot, of people, a lot of people actually ask me why I came to Australia, and I think my answer has changed along the years. Um, of course, I came here to learn English uh, because I really wanted to succeed in my career as a journalist back in Brazil. But I wouldn't have chosen the country that was so far away from Brazil just to learn English. I actually came here because I really wanted to have new experience and I knew they would be good experiences and also bad ones. And to be honest, I didn't care because I wanted to live my life fully. And maybe if I was lucky, I would find love too. Um, so my first years in Australia were actually quite tough because as an international student, I had to actually work really hard to pay for my extremely expensive studies. And because I had no English, I had to accept any type of job I could. So I did so many things here, uh, from selling sweets on the streets. So I went door by door selling the sweets that I made, and they were actually quite terrible. <laughs> um, so um, serving drinks in a bikini or sexy lingeries for old men across many pubs in WA. But it was actually in this job that I learned how to speak English. Um, and that's why my English is so broken, full of slangs and bad words. <laughs> so I do apologize if I throw a few fucks here and there. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, I wanted to succeed in this country so bad that I actually went back to uni, this time to study HR. And I studied like a crazy woman, like 10 hours a day. Um, surviving on a diet of cheese and crackers, and sometimes cheap cookies on payday. Uh, but thankfully, all my hard work paid off, because on my fifth year here in Australia, I managed to get a job that I really wanted, a job in an office doing HR. And that was my biggest, like my first accomplishment here in the country. And I knew that my life was about to get better. And I was right, because a few weeks into this job, I met this beautiful guy. And this guy, he was tall and he wore this thick, framed 
glasses that made him look really smart. <laughs> he dressed really professionally, he was really polite, and he had this hair, like this head full of strawberry blonde curls. So he looked like an angel. <laughs> and I remember looking at him and was like, whoa, what type of girls this guy will date? And then I looked at myself and I was like, definitely not me. But I was really surprised when a few weeks later, this beautiful boy invited me out to watch a film show in Fremantle. And this was close to, was January 2016. And I wasn't sure if this was um, date or not, because I was still with that not so great guy from New Zealand. <laughs> we were still living together, um, really like in a terrible relationship. We were not even sleeping in the same room anymore, but really I was still with him. But of course I went to this, whatever date it was, this fringe thing. So, and once we were there, after the fringe show finished, um, we went for a walk and this beautiful boy kissed me. And in that kiss, I actually thought that I was ready to die. Because I was so, because I was so happy. And I thought that my mission in Australia was accomplished. Because I finally had a good job and I just met a really special person. But of course I didn't die. And, <laughs> and a few weeks um, after we kissed and we started dating, I found out that I was pregnant with this beautiful boy's baby. And that's when my life stopped. And of course, this came as a huge shock to me because I still had no money. Um, I had no support. I had no Medicare. I had nothing. And this beautiful boy was actually four years younger than me. And he was still living with his parents. And he had just bought a house. He was building this house. And I was, it was just too much for me. And um, he was actually also working towards his career. And speaking about career, the week I found out that I was pregnant, I actually got offered a promotion at work, a promotion for a position that I really, really wanted to have. And to top it up, my visa was still attached to my ex-partner's visa, the guy from New Zealand. And this alone would put everything at risk. And I, was, I really wasn't ready to go back to Brazil. Not like that. And I, I couldn't fail like this. So I decided to tell the beautiful boy that I was pregnant. I drove to his parents' house and I told him straight away. And his reaction was just to stare at me, probably thinking like what I was talking about. And in that moment, I had to make a quick decision. And I told him that he didn't have to worry at all that I would sort it out all by myself, that I didn't want anything from him. I didn't want him to be a part of this because this beautiful boy had the most perfect life. I used to call him Little Prince and I wouldn't be the one that I would destroy his life like this. I knew that one day this beautiful boy would meet a very special woman and they would get married and eventually they would have babies together and they would be going to their ultrasound appointments. And I didn't want him to have those bad memories of our time together to be impacting on his future as a father. I just couldn't do that. So that night I drove out of his house and I knew that I was by myself. And because of that, I needed to act really fast. So the following days I did everything for the abortion to happen.
So this means leaving my ex-partner's house. Um, so I finally left him and I went to live with a Brazilian girl, a friend of mine, in a house full for other international students. Um, I went to a lot of doctor appointments um, and I also came up, came up with a plan to save $1,500 to pay for the abortion. And I did this all by myself and all within a week and all while I was still going to work every single day, pretending that my life was perfect. I also called my dad because I felt that someone that really knew me needed to know what was going on. And his reaction was just to actually get very excited because he was about to be a granddad. So I had to tell him that he wouldn't be a granddad. And I didn't know then, but my dad is very against abortion. So we had a very difficult conversation because he was really disappointed and this made me very sad. So um, less than two weeks after I found out I was pregnant, I was given a pill by the doctor, uh, and the doctor told me to take this pill in a safe space. And my safe space was the, the house full of international students. So um, then I, I locked myself in the bathroom, and I stayed there for almost one hour. I took the pill, and I had the most painful experience of my entire life. And I'm talking about, of course, a lot of um, physical pain and psychological pain as well. Once I was ready, I left the bathroom and my friend, the one that was living with me, the Brazilian girl, she invited me to lay down in bed with her. And she put a movie on with Will Smith, a movie called Focus. And I really don't remember much about the movie, but I know it did the job because I felt so much better by being there with her. And when the movie finished, uh, she actually looked at me and she said, Nadja, you did all of this for love. And I knew then that those words would be enough to keep me going to where I am right now. So fast forward five years, here I am now trying to have a baby with my husband. So of course, all those memories started to come back to me because I was still hurting from my past. I hadn't quite closed that cycle. Um, so I wasn't ready to move forward. And the reason why I was hurting so much is because here I was so eager to welcome this new baby into our lives when I hadn't even said goodbye to the other baby that was trying to grow inside me. And this made me feel like I was a really bad person. But I had to understand that back then my life was completely different. I was by myself, I was in this brand new relationship. I had no money and so many things were at risk. But now I'm in a completely different place. Now I'm here, I actually have a really good job. I'm married to this amazing man and we live in a good house and we even have a sausage dog. <laughs> not only that, we also have two cats. <laughs> um, so it was only five years after my abortion that I finally was able to take time to grieve. And I'm really glad I did so because I'm actually proud of my journey and how far I've come. And now I can say that I am ready. So when I look at my husband, I, I think we will have this baby together just like we would have had five years ago because my husband is that beautiful boy that got me pregnant a few weeks into our relationship and I was his wife to be this whole time. I just didn't know it. 
And yes, he may have lost his beautiful, extraordinary house, but he's still the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to me. We hope you enjoyed this story. Forbidden Love was possible with funding from Creative Partnerships Australia and the Centre for Stories Story Supporters. Learn more about the Centre for Stories and the projects we're working on at centreforstories.com.